The PM Growth Experts podcast show is hosted by Darren Hunter and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training, who work with PM Growth Experts from around the globe. If you're signing up 20 to 30 managements a month, that's great. If not, speak with us. everyone, Darren Hunter here and also Dennis Youssef. We are with the PM Growth Experts podcast show. This is a video recording, but we also have versions available in the iTunes podcast as well as on Podbean if you have an Android device. But today we have Adam Freitas, who is a BDM with Rain and Horn Newtown based in Sydney. Now, Rain and Horn Newtown managed around about 1,600 properties, which is certainly quite a big portfolio. Um, but also, Adam, you won the Real Estate Business Award, BDM of the Year for 2018. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. That's cool. Now, Adam, uh, now before we just speak more and we, ha we, we have a chat to Adam, I just want to give a real plug, quick plug for EBM Landlord Insurance. And I just want to, uh, you know, we've got to be very careful about the advice that we give towards landlord insurance, but you need to make sure that your owners have quality landlord insurance. Now, Adam, as a BDM, when you're out there um, and you're putting forwards, now I know you guys do uh, use um, EBM landlord insurance when you're putting towards you know your prospective clients about using or having quality landlord insurance. What do you say uh, to make sure that they sign up with the you know with the correct policy? What do you say? For me, it's simple. Um, you know, you don't you look at the supermarket type of landlord uh, landlord insurance policies. You look at the bank landlord insurance policies. You look at you know the NRMAs, the the companies that just package everything all up. Um, and some of them don't cover you for much. So um, we know EBM's policies um, are great. I always recommend my clients read through all of them to make sure that they're comfortable with uh, with with the policy. But for me, um, you know, when we ever make a claim, it's always very simple, and I know protections there. Yeah, and, and look, just a, and 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 absolutely. I mean, there's nothing like an owner making a claim. For example, a methamphetamine laboratory. The price is really, really contaminated. The cleanup bill is going to be sixty thousand dollars plus. And he finds out with this supermarket brand or bank sourced landlord insurance that he hasn't got cover. That's a very, very nasty timing. You don't then want that owner getting a smart cookie lawyer and then putting a claim on the agency trying to reclaim losses because um, your qualification of tenant wasn't somewhat questionable as well. You don't want to get into that stuff. Very quickly, for our Americans, landlord insurance is very, very new to you. It is old school here. We've been using it since the early 90s. Quite frankly, uh, as an owner myself, I will not uh, manage it. I have a property managed without quality landlord insurance. Right now, you have a new product on the scene over there, which is SureVesta, S-U-R-E, Vestor. Go and look it up, SureVesta.com. Um, and uh, certainly from the policy that we've seen there, it's a good one. Go and check it out. Anyway, let's move on. Adam, very quickly, um, you've told us in the last 12 months, you've signed up 200 new managements. Well done. Now, also, Adam has an average rent of around about $700 a week, which is around about $3,000 a month for our American viewers. Um, and over six years, Adam, you've signed up 1,200 properties. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, guys. 
Cool. Yeah, certainly a, a big achievement. Anyone listing over, you know, uh, 150 properties is uh, very good. I mean, obviously, if someone signing up 100 properties, if they're managing a whole pile of properties and etc. as well, and depending on each marketplace, but to be part of that 200 club, mate, that's um, that's awesome. That's really good. So congratulations on that. But Adam, why did you join real estate? What was it? I had no other option. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm one of those father had a, um, had an office. He was a real estate agent in, in the inner West and, uh, you know, born and bred this area and I've only ever worked this area, but you know, at school there was on the weekends, you'd help out in dad's office. Um, you'd go yep. out to, um, to watch him and how he does things and, you know, make coffees for everyone on, on school holidays try and look like I knew what I was doing. Um, so I really had no other option. I finished school and there was only one place I was going. Okay. It's interesting because my parents, as you know, were in fruit and veggies and I tried avoiding getting into the fruit and veg. So yep. I went and did hospitality, sold vacuum cleaners. I tried not going into the family business. Did that not happen for you or you just followed suit and jumped in? I, I, was, I was watching dad speak to people and sell properties and I, I fell in love with it. Yeah. I fell in love yeah. with you know, I think from a very, very young age, I, I realised the power that we have um, in able, being able to help people um, and what we can do for people. So for me, that was that was awesome to see. Um, so yeah, it struck a chord with me, you know, when I was young, and that's all I really wanted to do. Yeah, you certainly, it's certainly somebody who likes to to help and give. I mean, I've. Um, you know, um, had the pleasure of seeing you on stage at the um, Rain and Horn conference last year that Darren and I spoke at and you were on the panel. Yep. And, and, you know, most of the time you, you go on a panel, Darren, or you see a panel and people don't actually give, but Adam was just like giving, giving, giving. And even the training um, you were sharing so much at, we did that gig for Grove Training for the Rain and Horn group last year, the same thing. You kept on putting your hand up and wanting to give. So it speaks a, a lot about you. So um, tell us about your area. Like D Darren had mentioned that you're roughly 3000 a month average rents. Yeah. So you're actually pretty well in the city, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Four uh, Ks, four Ks yeah. where yep. we're in one of the most, when we look at um, the property market in general um, and, and then the sales side of things, uh, the inner West of Sydney is probably one of the most, um, well, probably one of those that is the busiest. Um, it, 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 it's always going to be strong, even through the up and down cycles, it still remains quite resilient. Um, yep. So, and, and given that its location is proximate to the city, um, it is always demand here. So whether you're buying or renting. Um, so for me, it's prices and movement, it becomes one of, the, one, one of the most resilient marketplaces in Sydney, in New South Wales, therefore Australia. Um, yeah. it's, a great, it's a great place to work, um, great place to, to meet people. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about your like your location. So you're four k's from the centre of Sydney. I mean, one thing I like about Newtown is the amazing coffee shops and um, restaurants that you guys have got access to. But that you've also up against a lot of those agents that have got the cheaper fees, etc. And they don't care because you're dealing with high rents as well, and and yep. they're just after getting listings to to lay to sell. Yep. But a, a little bit about your your. Um, actual office as well, if that's cool. So you've got sales, property management. Do you have a leasing agent or do you do that yourself? No. So, okay. So as an office, we have about 26 staff. Um, we've got 16 in our PM team. 
Um, and that's and, and that's a, a healthy number, I think, to look after the number that we do look after. Um, we, we are very process-driven. We, we like a, a conveyor belt. Um, we've broken down the structure, the system of, of property management, um, per se, or, or mostly. It's been BDM, senior property manager, uh, leasing executives. Um, so we, we do have that covered. So we've got a team of six leasing execs. Um, so I don't do any of my own leasing, um, but I have that, com that communication, that relationship with the, with the client still up until the point that it's leased. And then once it's leased, it's, it's moves on to the uh, senior PM. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So uh, interesting question I'm going to ask you, cause it might be a little bit different, um, compared to some of the other questions we've had, Darren, uh, you know, if you were to meet yourself on the first day in going into real estate, now let's pretend we're talking about your first official day, yep. not when you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give yourself if if you met yourself walking into the office on the first day? You know, what 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 would be you know one or two key things of, of advice that you know you would have liked to put in place early? Um, structure. Just be structured in everything that you do. Yep. Um, and be consistent. I think they're the, they're the two big things I'd, I'd I'd tell myself. Um. And I think probably the most important thing would be listen, listen to people, um, engage with people properly. Don't sit there and, you know, want to sell your service or, you know, bring your agenda to the table, sit there, let them speak, let them tell you what their pain points are, what they need from you or what they need help with. Uh, that's the only way you're going to help them. Um, yeah. you know, we can all sit there and go, this is who we are, blah, 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 blah. Um, but you're going to walk away and that person's going to walk away going, well, yeah, they said a lot of stuff, but nothing resonated with me. So I think listen to people is probably the number one. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's good advice there because I was nearly going to put a post on social media last night. The biggest mistake I made when I first started being a BDM was I didn't listen enough, yeah. you know, because oh, you we're think, all guilty of it. Yeah. You, you, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm never going to say I never oversold our services because I'm, I'm sure I did. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we go in there thinking that they want to hear what we've got to say, but they already trust us and that's why they've got us in their home in the first place. We've got to listen to what their issues are so we know how to learn how to overcome them and, and get the listing. So we, we were given two ears, right? To listen twice as much as what we're meant to talk. That's right. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's really good. So if you were to start a rent roll from scratch, so this is obviously this is going to be an interesting thing from yourself because it's dad's business that you've come into. But if you were to start a business from, from scratch, zero properties, what would be your three key growth strategies that you would put in place? So you've got to remember, you don't have a list of leads of like you've got now. So we're starting from scratch. So what would your three key things be? I've always thought about this. This is a good question. Um, it, it's, you know, I think it's, it's important. The things that you need to get a name, you need to make a name for yourself. So right now you, you, may, you may have one, you come into to a new part of your life, a new chapter, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? So letterbox drop, I think, number one. And, and, and I mean letterbox drop. You just, you spend the money and you just do it. Um, and just keep doing it and keep doing it and be consistent with it um, until people get frustrated and then they know your name and they know who you are when you're walking down the street. Um, yeah, that's what you want. When people comment on Facebook, this person's letterbox dropping my street too much, that's a good thing because uh, they know who you are now. Um, so that's what one I would do. Um, in today's day and age, social media, hands down, um, would be something that I would really focus on. Um, just getting that brand out there, 
get in those points of difference. Um, you know, I'd imagine that if I was to open in this area here um, or, or in this inner west area, it'd be something sharp. It'd be something, um, you know, fresh. So you definitely got to get that across. I think you dominate online um, as much as you can. Um, and remember, and I think Darren says this really well, um, it's all about how you're perceived in the market. Um, so, yeah, it's about making sure you're hitting home constantly over and over and over again. Um, so I think social media can work really well for people with that. Um, and the third, I think it would be just, um, you know, getting out there and making relationships with those you know, key referrers. Speak to your accountants, speak to your finance people, speak to, um, you know, bank managers, speak to, to people that deal with other people buying and selling property. All, all those strategic alliances, right? Everyone that's, um, that um, are speaking to investors before they've even spoken yep. to a salesperson. Yep. Get ahead of the game. Yeah, spot on. That's really good. So three really good points there. And, and I love your first point because a lot of people don't think that letterbox drops works, mm. but it's interesting. It was the first thing you said because really um, cost effective wise, you can print out some stuff yourself and just run out and door knock and, yep. and put letterboxes out there. I mean, salespeople do it because it still works, yep. um, but people think it won't work in property management. And I, I, I don't get that. I mean, you're the salesperson of property management, so mm -hmm. it's good. Your online presence and, and your networking and, and you're potentially talking about uh, three of my favorite uh, top 10 strategies just there. Okay. So uh, that's, that's really important. Right. Dad taps you on the shoulder Monday morning and he says, son, I'm sacking you on Friday at 5.30 if you don't get me 10 managements. What do I'm you do? I must live in a home with him because that'd be, <laughs> that'd be interesting. Well, it makes it awkward, but I yeah. can't afford to keep you. You're the first person to go. I need 10 managements. Easy. Um, current database, current clients. Just hit them. Call through every single person that I have listed over the last two years. Um, and, just, and you know what? Be cheeky. I'm losing my job at the end of this week if you can't refer someone to me. Who do you know that is looking right now or who is unhappy now? Who is the most recent barbecue that you've been to and what did they talk about? Um, you know, it's all about that urgency. So get that urgency out there. Um, I reckon you're probably 30. So my question, Adam, is why aren't you doing it? <laughs> exactly right. Great isn't question, isn't it? Great question. So it, it is interesting. You're, you're pulling on the heartstrings. You're picking up the phone. I love that you say, you know, obviously picking up the phone um, is it, because that's the thing. You've got, you've got current clients. I mean, obviously you've been in the industry long enough now. 1,200 managements that you've signed up over a six-year period. So, um, you know, that's 1,200 you've listed. And then we've got all of the names and numbers that you haven't listed as well. So your database must be quite big. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, which is really good. And that's that's my strength, Darren. Uh, Dennis, I think it's about, for me, it's database work. For me, that's phone database is, that's that's my strength. That's that's, that's where I would live. Yeah, excellent. Okay, so that now that actually segues into the next question. What would be your, you know, your um, biggest rent roll growth strategies? Obviously, picking up the phone and that's utilizing that database. Yeah. So uh, what would be, your, you know, your biggest strategies in, in listing properties? Um, so yeah, so so definitely one would be picking up the phone. I mean, that's that's where I live. That's the space that I live in. Um, it's about making those phone calls. I am. Um, I think a lot of success that I've had has actually comes from. I'm quite anal about it. I, re, I, I keep my data. It's not about that that quantity all the time. It's about quality as well. And that, I mean, it's more so about quality than it is quantity, really. Um, but I track every single person that I've spoken to. 
Uh, they go into my database. They will get something from me via your email. I will call them. They might be happy. Their brother might be a real estate agent looking after their property. I'll still call them. Um, you know, it could be anything, but they will still get something from me until they say to me, you know, like a lot of my probably seniors do is get out of here, leave me alone and don't ever call me again. Like that is when, okay, I've, I've, I've annoyed them enough. Yep. But for me, it's about persistence. It's about continuously hitting home, hitting home, hitting home. I'm listing property today that I missed out on two, three years ago. Yeah, well done. Yeah, excellent. So where else are you, you know, you've got, so you've got um, 16 people in property management. So yeah. I'm presuming you've got about eight sales. So sales, how much uh, percentage would they be in bringing business in? Look, I've got, we've got two sales guys. Oh, two. Uh, okay. yeah. So, so that's it. So I'm not blessed with, with a team of eight, 10, 20. Um, I wish I worked in an office like that. Um, I could only imagine, um, like, and, and I'd work them. I'd work every single one of them and get every single lead that they've got. Um, so I can only imagine what, what that could look like. But um, for me, on the plus side, even though I've got two, they're both directors and they've both been selling in this area for the last 15 years minimum. So um, they do quite well. They're, they're market leaders in, 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 in this area. So um, they know a lot of people um, and there's a lot of leads that still do come through. So um, for me, it's about speaking and tracking those people. So I've got all different If you want to talk database, uh, Dennis, you know, I can, I can tell you from day one of before I even meet someone and get their contact, but from day one up until now, I can tell you, I run them all, I run them through a process. I run them through different categories um, until they're in a place where I know that either one, they're my client or two, they're a missed opportunity or three, um, they're a self-manager or whatever it may be. Um, I know where they are at any day of the week. I can just go in and go, who am I going to call today? Yeah, that's excellent. Darren, I'm not sure if you saw, but, um, you know, for any listeners out there, we, we do have the, um, the IGT inner circle. And at the beginning of January, um, one of the questions I, I put out there for everyone was, you know, what are your goals for January? You know, everyone talks about their, their yearly goals because, you know, um, it's the new year, but January is just another month. And um, Adam, uh, I can't remember what his number was for listings, but um, someone asked, how is he going to do it? And he says, well, I'm going to make 400 calls. That was his his um you know figures in there and i went that's why this guy's an award-winning bdm and then there was a couple of people asking how are you going to do that like you know because they don't get it they don't get you've got to make 400 calls to make 200 let's say potential appointments over a six-month period and, and then list so many you know there's a, uh, i just i just want to add we're actually just about to do a video challenge as well so uh, people can learn how to use video, even down to one-minute videos on how to promote themselves out in the market, be perceived as experts. Now, if you're not part of our Facebook group, just go to Facebook and, and dial up IGT Inner Circle. Um, there are three questions that you need to answer. Uh, otherwise, we can't let you in. Make sure you answer those three questions uh, and come in and be part of our group. You're going to get challenged. You're going to get skills. You're going to get a part of a, 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 a an international group of people that really, really want to grow their businesses, and even just the encouragement as well. We we really enjoy what goes on in the group there. But um, no, Adam, um, are you going to be you going to be in that challenge, Adam? I think I might give it a go this time around. I reckon it's a good idea, buddy. Well, we're giving a free ticket. We're giving a free ticket to our Dominate Social 2019 event, which uh, I don't like to promote events in this podcast because. You know, it, 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 it can be dated, but in April, we're doing a two-day workshop um, just on social media. So uh, we're right. giving the free ticket away as part of that. But I'm in. Yep, all good. Um, all righty. Um, Adam, 
quick question. Um, with uh, getting out there, getting before an owner, and he says, well, hang on, the other agents down the road charge 6% or 5%. Um, why should we go with you? What, 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 you know, uh, how, do, how do you, let, let's not get into scripts at the moment, but how do you make sure that you go in and get your full fees? Um, I think it starts from before I'm even there. Um, so sat back and looked at this and thought, when I'm out, people, you know, people always want to try and get a small win. Um, I get that. Um, but, well, not always, but most of the time they like to get a small win. But I think, how can I try and stay away from that fee conversation, not have them bring that up and, and make that an issue? Um, so I think it started from, for me, it started looking at, okay, as soon as I book an appointment or my conversation on the phone, um, I have a set of questions now that I ask somebody um, before I even book an appointment. And then once I've made that appointment, I then shoot a questionnaire to them via, via like a survey monkey. Um, and I ask them to complete that before I go out to see them. So then I already know what maybe some pain points are for them, what they really want from their property manager, what they're expecting. Um, so once I've got all that information, they're giving me that. So I know what to talk about when I'm in front of them. Um, You're so already working out what their hot buttons are. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and so once I know that, it just makes that conversation that much easier where they don't even really say, can we negotiate? Do you negotiate? And if they do, I say no. And that's what I need to say. I say no. And then I say, okay, no problem. I think that's a good point because what a lot of people don't realize is that it's just that that same owner will go down to McDonald's and buy a Big Mac and not ask for a discount. They will go to their local shopping center and buy a t-shirt and not ask for a discount. Why do they go to a BDM and ask for a discount is because we work in real estate. That means you must be on commission and therefore it's negotiable or yep. your fees are negotiable. And so we are in the arena where negotiation is seen as acceptable and simple people just want to have fun. They just yep. want to try you out. In most cases, they just want to see, hey, can we just get a bit more value? But we really do want you. But if you then come back with a really good response or look, I'm sorry, but I'm not able to discount because... Um, most people go, mm, okay, because they want you more than the discount. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that's, that's really good. A lot of people don't get that, Darren. It's a great point. That it's a game. It's no big deal it's to them. They still game. want you. You just have to respond in the right way exactly. and play the game. Don't offer resistance. Don't get grumpy with them. Oh. Don't look up in, in shock. It's just a case of just play yeah. the game. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, now, okay. Owner says to you, um, if you can match your management fee with the other agent down the road, what are some scripts that you do use and just saying no? What, what are some you know, good uh, ways that you can come back and what's a good response? Um, one of my favorites and one that I probably use 90% of the time is, is one of yours. Um, I, I think I probably change it around a little bit, but it's more so along the lines of um, we've gone through the process and at each point I ask you if you were okay and comfortable with that and you understood the process um, in full and you said yes you agreed um, where have I gone wrong or where have we not covered in enough in enough depth for you to think that um, we are the same as the agent down the road um, because in terms of offering a service to somebody um, it's easy to say one thing but if they can't demonstrate it then where does that leave you um, and so and, and you wait you sort of try and get that response back from someone see where okay and if I think what I found the more direct and honest you are with people the more direct and honest they're going to be back to you um, so they're not going to dance around the topic anymore. Um, so you hit it on the head. Um, 
you know, usually you get from somebody whether than whether they're just there, they're there to you're there to price the property as to keep somebody else honest, and that's okay. Like it's going to happen. Um, but for me, it'll be like okay. So you've met with the people down the road. Out of the two agencies at the moment, who are you? Who do you feel more comfortable with going? If you had to make a decision right now, who would you go with? And they say, well, you know, if you can match it, we go with you. Okay. So what you're saying to me right now is that you believe that our service will benefit you more than the person down the road, but you still want us to offer the same fee as them. They say yes. They say, well, then does that make sense to you? You know that you're coming. You know you want this level of service, but you only want to pay for their level of service. That doesn't match. And people get that. They're like, yeah, you know what? That, 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 that makes. It doesn't sense. make sense. I think that's a great line. I I, I like that. Well done. You, you go back to what you know what you do. You break it down to what that cost in price is difference, and it's so minimal. People don't get it. They don't think about it half the time. You know, I take a calculator. I punch it in, and say, look, that's you know three bucks a week. Or four bucks a week that's a couple hundred dollars in a year your property is a thousand dollar a week property or fifteen hundred dollar a week property that's you know two days rent or a day's rent less than a day's rent or your afford whatever it could be if we lease your property a week sooner your money's you're making more money very well done you're highlighting to the owner how much you're saving their money for using you up against the um